crackling? I did hear crackling. What are we crackling? Okay. Crackle? I'll give you three guesses. It's not crackle. Yeah. That will not count as your first oh, guess. Yeah. Um, seaweed. It is not seaweed. Mm. I will. Okay. I will move to a different hint. Although I don't know if this one will have much sound. Here we go. Okay. It's a peeling motion. So uh, what? Some, something that is crackly and peely. And this is what it sounds like when I bite into it and chew it. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> I was being very over, over obnoxious <laughs> with my chewing. I don't normally chew this thing like that. Uh, is it a, a Luna bar? No, that's guess one. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess seaweed. I thought it might have been. It sounds like the seaweed that my kids eat. Oh, they eat those okay. like seaweed. So seaweed was yeah. one, Luna bar is two. I'm trying to play by the rules here. And it was a, I'm just going to go broad and say granola bar. Not a granola bar, not Tim. Not at all. A Drake's it coffee a cake. The big boy. Oh, it's not a big boy. No, it is a baby bell cheese. I got oh. a, I got a big bag of them from Costco, so I am downing them like candy. A big old bag of baby bell blue. Uh, it's not blue cheese. So <laughs> I wanted more bees. Uh, ba ba baby bell semi-soft cheese. <laughs> I'll tell you something else that's semi-soft. <laughs> it's getting me semi-soft. <laughs> Um, but yeah, in addition to that, I got some some Pop Tarts bites with uh, the most disappointing amount of frosting on them. Uh, yeah, there's always a disappointing amount of frosting on Pop Tarts, no matter what, because yeah. you can never have enough. No, no, you can't. All right, should we get going? Might as well, yeah. All right, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. It's a show about one thing: watching curb your enthusiasm for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy, and I'm Ted Hollowell, and today we will be talking about season eight. Episode 7, The Bisexual. But before that, what's the deal with stuff from our last episode, The Hero? Uh, we did. Oh, I'm sorry, not The Hero. Um, oh, yeah, it is. It is The Hero. I'm, I was like, <laughs> you're still, I'm out of order again. You're, you're still out of order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw a note about Ricky Gervais, and I was like, no, that wasn't the... I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it was. <laughs> uh, we didn't have any homework from the last episode, but there are some, there is some trivia and tidbits about The Hero. Of course, uh, we forgot to mention that Chris Parnell is a Seinfeld alum that has made the jump to Curb. He appeared in Seinfeld as an NBC executive, you might remember, uh, who, uh, you know, comes up to Banya in the club and also, but also Jerry, I think, before that uh, and says they want to be in the, the Jerry Seinfeld business or whatever it is. And Ricky Gervais previously interviewed Larry David for a one-off TV special called Ricky Gervais Meets Larry David in 2006. I don't know what network this was on, or uh, it looked like it's from a series because it's called Ricky Gervais Meets dot 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 Larry David. <laughs> but I couldn't find any other episodes of Ricky Gervais Meets, so I have no idea what this what this was. But it seems like a very British thing to do. Is like they they have such a different relationship with TV than us. They're like, yeah, oh, we've got this. Our longest running TV show is like three six episode seasons. Like yeah. what? Wow. Okay, that's uh, you know um, our, our longest running most historic series. <laughs> Oh, you've got yeah. uh, four series of six episodes each. Oh, okay. Yeah. Looking at you, Sherlock. And they're like, you know, and it's like, oh, this looks like a sp you're going to do like a bunch of these specials. Just one. Nope, just one. Oh, okay. Well, but you're not going to name it something that makes it look like there's others. Oh, no. We're gonna, I'm going to do that. <laughs> like, it, it's just such a British thing to do as opposed to like America where it's like, yeah, we, we do 30 episode seasons and the network demands that we go year round. And it's just such a weird, like they don't, and the net went and they'll milk it till it's dry. But so I didn't even get to the, the point about Ricky Gervais meets dot, 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 Larry David from 2006. Yes. 
it's in that show they both express being fans of each other's work. That's it. That's the tidbit. Wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but Ricky, so Ricky eventually a few years later got to work with Larry. Uh, and here's a little continuity error in the show. When Larry gets on the subway he, uh, to follow Ricky and uh, the woman, whatever her name was, uh, he gets on at 42nd Street, Grand Central. They The subway takes off and then he gets off, but... He's still at 42nd Street, Grand Central. So obviously they were only able to close one subway station and they tried shooting it from different angles. But those eagle-eyed IMDb goof, the goof patrol, you can't fool them. (laughs) Unless the subway was just going very fast that day. (laughs) Yeah, and it goes all the way around and they land back at, yeah. I don't know. Does the subway does the, does the subway circle around, or I think it's just lines it go, that then go back and forth, right? You're right. Yeah, I think you're okay. Right. It would be funny if there was a circle that didn't stop and it started at the beginning again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. It must start going the other way on on a different track. It's not point, even on a different yeah. track. Yeah, I don't think on a different track. I think on the same track, on but it just track. gets to a point where. I, not that, you know, it, it gets to the end and bounces, but, like, yeah. it just starts going the other way at the last stop. Yeah, exactly. But uh, that is, that's it. That's everything from the that's episode. It. That's it. We, we had one little <laughs> bit of homework. It was that we Larry... We didn't even have homework. It was, yeah, it, yeah, it was uh, uh, Larry and Ricky Gervais respecting each yeah. other's work. They were fans. And, uh, <laughs> whew. I know. Wow. And Chris Parnell had been on Seinfeld. And that's, and that's and it. Herb. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any other like continuity that needs curbed? Any any news or anything? No, not that I saw. All right. Well, if you have never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show, despite the last 32 minutes nice. being almost exclusively research and bullshit. We like to have our questions pop up naturally in the run of the episode and assign them to ourselves the week following as though we are giving ourselves homework. I've never seen these episodes before. Tim has never seen these episodes before in the last 12 years. If we miss anything, if we egregiously skip over anything, please send us an email or send us a tweet. It's at nohugging on Twitter or nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com. Both those links are down in the description or on the show description page on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts or a five-star rating on Spotify. If you do that, let us know that you did that send us an email whatever we will send you a free no hugging no learning sticker i gotta get back on that i totally like Mm. forgot that i still have that pack of our curb themed stickers and we've been doing curb now for almost a year if not well more 52 weeks eight yeah almost almost a year a year and three months that we've been doing curb and i haven't sent out any of those stickers yet (laughs) but anyway yeah just let us know i'll uh, i'll get back on sending those out If you like us more than just a little bit, though, you like us a lot a bit, you can join us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash nohugging, where for five bucks a month, you can get early and extended access to every single episode that we release. And I'm talking extended access of sometimes five minutes, sometimes 15 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes (laughs) of extra bullshit of us, uh, you know, talking about What's going on in our lives? Talking about uh, extra homework that we did or just us getting derailed. Mm -hmm. It's all over on Patreon and it's all uncut and uncensored. (laughs) You wouldn't believe how many slurs don't make it in. (laughs) I'm kidding, obviously. (laughs) 
Someone, someone's gonna think I'm a hundred percent serious. Well, you that, gotta subscribe if you wanna hear. Uh, <laughs> on, on the Patreon is where we say the N word. No, when, Tim. <laughs> when Larry, when it comes up in the show, Ted. Geez, not just like willy nilly, but you know, when, uh, on the public feed is when we say, and Larry says the N word. But on the Patreon, you can no. hear us say, and Larry says <laughs> blank. No, stop. <laughs> And Ted's the one that says it the most, I gotta say. No, it's surprising. No. <laughs> you think it'd be me. <laughs> why why would we think it would be you? I'm I'm always the one making you more uncomfortable, I think, <laughs> than you making me uncomfortable. I'm always the one going, This is okay, right, Ted? Not the N-word, but but in in, in IRL, like and Ted, and then she says this, is like, oh no, you're not supposed to repeat that, Tim. Like Ah, uh, Ted, I was born at a different time. Those those instances. <laughs> oh my God. Um, there's good content over on the Patreon. Just yeah. you just gotta trust us on this. Patreon.com/slash no hugging. Link is down in the description. And then, did you want to do the the Libsyn thingy? Yes. Are you, is this code in the show notes? By the way, is this info in the show notes? Uh, no, I don't okay. know where to get like a written uh, thing about it, but I can put it in the show notes. They, so they gave us some, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They gave us some like caption copy. They gave us some, Ooh, yeah, okay. some promo copy that's in where... that folder in that email that I forwarded to you. So I'm okay. going to read, so that they actually produce some promos that I have to listen to and I, I'd love to Ooh. hear those, but I'm going to read, they have suggested copy to record your own promos. So I'm going to read one of those right now. Okay, yeah. Um, and they they all start with see this episode's show notes for a unique promo code from podcast name. No hugging, no learning. <laughs> I don't know why they don't say the promo code in the copy to record for your own from your own for your own promos. They'd send you to the show notes. I'm just gonna tell you what it is. Hugging. That is the promo code. Uh, so see this episode's show notes for that unique promo code hugging from no hugging, no learning to get up to two months of free podcasting service with Libsyn. Get your show on Apple Podcasts, get it on Spotify, get it everywhere that people are listening to podcasts. Super easy with Libsyn. That's what we did. We knew when we started this podcast because I my last podcast was a Libsyn podcast. I, I've only ever worked with Libsyn. And uh, I'm, I'm off script now, by the way, in case you can't tell. This is not, this was not written for us. But I just, have so, I, I just have so much good things to say about them. I can't stick to their very modest script to tell you how great it is and what an easy service it is to make sure your podcast is it's really just like a click of the button sometimes they're like where do you want your podcast here 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 you just click everywhere you want it sometimes there's a little bit mm -hmm. of extra details that you have to fill in but they they make it very easy for you so and you get by the way critical show building stats uh, ted and i both i know love logging in and seeing just how many people have downloaded our podcast yeah. it, uh, it it keeps you going yeah. how else would i have known that our most listened to episode <laughs> for whatever reason is larry david curb your enthusiasm which has got three times as many downloads as any of the good Seinfeld episodes we did. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty wild. So you can learn awesome facts like that when you get started podcasting. We record via their Connect Call uh, service. So, you know, we don't use any second party for that. It's all through Libsyn. You can even publish right from there if you are actually good at speaking and you don't, you don't need to edit out all the times that you stammer and, and stutter <laughs> like we have to do for me. Um, and Libsyn even does video in case that's the way you want to go. Uh, and so you just go to uh, Libsyn.com and use the promo code hugging, get up to two months free 
and start your podcasting journey today. Going back to Patreon, I want to give a thank you to our active patrons. We got Liam M., Michael Klatsky, Dry Bones, Nate Collins, Tamara Ortiz, the guys and gals over at the Idiotville Podcast, John Murphy, Danica Ligorio, J-Dog Conlord, Nick Kudla, Adam Webb, and Megan Stolarski. Thank you guys so much. Once again, patreon.com slash nohugging. All of that being said, Season 8, Episode 8. Wait, no. <laughs> season 8 episode oh, no Ted watched <laughs> I watched the wrong episode too no <laughs> episode 7 the bisexual original air date August 21st 2011 and if you're looking in TV guide that night you're gonna see Larry competes with Rosie O'Donnell for the same woman explores the nuances of Japanese bows and refuses lunch with an LA acquaintance I think I said bows uh last week because <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm like I, I didn't know the the, the context. Bows. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah, that puzzled me, but now I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I've never, not never, but I very infrequently see bows pluralized outside of a context of <laughs> you know seeing someone bow. Yeah, that's that's good. And the it's the teaser's not bad. It's I mean, you can almost stop bad. it after the the first yeah. one, but. I'm okay with them including all that other yeah, stuff. I, I we'll see if we can make it I better. I don't know if we necessarily need refuses lunch with an LA acquaintance, but it it's, I know. We'll, we'll we'll do that later. Yeah, yeah. We'll see we'll see if we want to keep it when we get to the end. Uh, so we open at an art gallery and Larry is getting the digits of a very attractive woman and I like their interaction. Again, Larry's flirting is for as bad as he thinks he is at it. He's not bad. His Yeah, his attitude whatever since the divorce is like you know, devil may care. Like, you know, what do I have to lose talking to this beautiful woman? She probably hates me already. So if me talking, there's no way she can hate me anymore. So I might as well just be myself. And and boom, he pulls it off. I mean, be myself to an extent. He did take credit for being a hero in the last episode. But but that was a means to an end. You know, he was. And I think he thinks of himself that way, too. You know, he, he I think he eventually started believing his own hype in the hero, you know, uh, towards the end of that. So. Larry gets gets her number, and then their interaction where he's like, "All right, um, are you hanging around? Because I don't think we should run into each other again." And they both agree that like, "Yeah, that would be awkward." Uh, you know, and he's like, "Why don't you get out of here? I think I want to stick around." Like, <laughs> it was it was it was pretty funny and and true to like call out a social interaction like that. It's like, "Oh, all right, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll give you a call." And then you see him later, you're like, "What do we do now? Uh, do we have to talk again?" Or you know, so I, I thought that was a funny uh, interaction. Larry then runs into Rosie O'Donnell who also met an amazing woman at this art gallery. <laughs> oh my, they're both like, and, and they're both raving about these women that they met. The body is amazing. And Rosie's like, yeah, and Larry's like, oh yeah, mine is Jewish. And Rosie's like, mine is too. Isn't that crazy? And like, <laughs> you know, obviously I'm not O'Donnell, Irish, Cohen, Jewish. And Larry's like, wait, what? Cohen, all of a sudden the light bulb goes on and they compare numbers and they both have the same number. It's Jane Cohn's number. And then they are very disheartened to learn that she's bisexual. And I like how angry they are <laughs> at her for in, in both. They're like for like they're on the same team for a second. Like, oh, they're so selfish. You know what? You have to you have to have sex with everybody. You have you can't leave. You yeah. Have what is Larry, Larry, Larry says? <laughs> uh, yeah. Half the population isn't good enough. You have to you have to have everyone. Yeah. I thought that was a really funny <laughs> Um, reading of of bisexuality and you know so they're both kind of like tiptoeing around the elephant in the room now it's like all right well 
who backs out, you know, who gets to go after her and, and nobody wants to. Larry says in instances like this, I'm sorry, but the tie goes to the hetero. <laughs> <laughs> is that just because of the way society is, is heterocentric? I think. I guess, his yeah. yeah. There, like, yeah, sorry, you know, heteros win. I mean, tie goes to the hetero. But even Rosie says, well, guess what? It wasn't a tie because I got a number first. So it is, it's game on. Nobody's backing off. It, it's game on. They're both going to vie for her affection. Uh, and Larry is then walking down the street outside of the art gallery down what I could tell was Second Avenue behind him, the cross street. I don't know where he is, but it's then that we hear who is in the house. Leon is in the motherfucking house. <laughs> he is in New York. <laughs> he drove the Prius from Los Angeles to New York City, and it impressed him. I think what a great commercial for Toyota Priuses, really. He's like, I thought this was a bitch-ass car, but... It, it, by the, if, the Prius is trashed, by the if, way. If this, like, if this was 2015 or 2016, Toyota would have ran with this for an ad oh, yeah. on Twitter. Of like, man, <laughs> I thought the Prius was a bitch-ass car. To- Toyota, not a bitch-ass car. Yeah, not. It, it made it all the way across country. He was able to cram eight people in there. <laughs> yeah. And Larry's like, what? What are you, picking up hitchhikers? He's like, oh, yeah, check it out. We got a baby seat back. In the Jesus back. So there was Christ. a baby back there that left their seat. At, at, at one point. On Leon's cross-country trip, yeah. did he pick up and continue to dr- drive with until he dropped off and a hitchhiker with a baby? <laughs> with a baby, yeah. Um, and so what is he even doing in Los Angeles? Well, he had to get out of L.A. because his roommate was driving him crazy. Another statement that puzzles Larry because Leon's living at Larry's house. <laughs> but what is a roommate doing there? I like that. Larry's like, what do you, you drove the Prius? Why didn't you fly? He's like, hey, man, you got to have a picture ID to fly. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, it's like Leon wants to be off the grid. <laughs> like he doesn't need anybody taking his picture and putting his name and social security number, attributing it to that picture. He wants to, <laughs> wants to remain but doesn't he off have the a, grid. Does he not have a license? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't even have a driver's he license. Drove and he's cross just... country. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> have a license. A I think that's my. I think he drives Larry all around LA. I think so too. That, that's, that's not my canon. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Totally believable. Totally believable. <laughs> I could see as Larry and Leon go into the apartment building that the conservative synagogue is written on an awning back there. And I couldn't believe that I couldn't figure out where this location was because we have Second Avenue. We have the conservative synagogue uh, of New York City. I did find out that. So there is still the conservative synagogue there. Yeah. They're in on Fifth Avenue, though, like in Greenwich Village, like downtown uh, um and we're and and larry as far as i know this is probably like east side midtown i'm, I'm guessing but they sold they they were at 822nd avenue um until 2015 when they sold that building but there's nothing that looks like this giant <laughs> skyscraper at this location so i really have no idea where larry is uh and and, and despite tons of clues um and so when we get up to this beautiful apartment which i like leon entering and he's like leon leon's here he's like you know sometimes you got to tell people you're here i like uh it's like they they couldn't hear you outside of the apartment but um (laughs) i i did like that he he uh he spoke to his letting them know you're here larry confides in leon that he is nervous about going up against rosie for the affections of jane um he thinks that lesbians have the advantage with a bisexual woman because they know what's going on down there and and We've heard many times from Larry that he has no idea what's going on down there. Then Larry and Leon 
start exploring what if what if we were by whether Leon would be you know attracted to Larry whether Larry should be attracted to Leon they both contend that neither would be attracted to each other and they're both kind of offended by that as well but Leon thinks that even if he was if he was bisexual he would get his and he gets his currently and he would continue to get his if he was bisexual (laughs) (laughs) over at a Japanese restaurant which I could tell had the address 255 but besides that I was unable to uh, Um, anymore I I did I did notice what the name of it was later on if you yes, did as well. I, okay. I did. I was very happy with that because my location failing did not stop at Larry's apartment. So I was glad that I at least got one solid location in this episode that I was able to <laughs> dive on. But it's there that Larry runs into Duckstein, which I had to rewind a billion times. I was like, what is he saying? Dougstein? I was no. like D- Duckstein. Duckstein. D- have we We've never seen this no. man before. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think they had to cast somebody like that just to make it just to nail the point home that they are not friends. They are barely acquaintances. Yeah, which you know? which I it makes it makes it a really good really good point. Why does Larry what, what why do, why would Larry want to have lunch with this guy? I know. I, I'm honestly I'm on Duckstein's side because I am a member of society and Larry is a member of his own society. He has his he has his own unspoken rules that he think everybody that he thinks everybody else's uh, everybody else follows. But he also doesn't necessarily want to follow all agreed upon social convention. <laughs> but if I ran into an old friend that I hadn't seen in a while, but the fact that they they live in the same city that's the that's the crux here. So what Duckstein says is like, oh my gosh, we're we're two Angelinos in in New York City. We should have lunch. And Larry's like, no. No, he's that's like, it. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Duckstein originally is like, what about what about Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Nah. No. Oh, Thursday. Thursday? Nah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a day of the week thing. It's that we never see each other in LA. Why? Because we're in a different city, do we have to have lunch now? It's not like we would we could do this anytime in New York just because we're in the same city on the other side of the country. Why should we do this? And and Duckstein doesn't understand. He's like, I know that this is a gr- you still hold a grudge because you didn't get invited to my daughter's bat mitzvah or my granddaughter's bat mitzvah or whatever it is. And he's like, no, I was invited, but I didn't care enough to return the RSVP. In fact, I was offended that you think we're close enough that you invited me. <laughs> he was offended by the invitation. <laughs> like he is dunking on this guy so hard throughout this scene, but Duckstein will not take it. Like it, you know. Larry just has to say, like, we are not friends, okay? There's no reason to have lunch. We don't spend time together in L.A. No, There's not going to be any meals, no breakfast, lunch, dinner, no snacks. And Duckstein's like, wow, I feel bad. Finally, Duckstein kind of gets it, but he wants to, like, dig on Larry. He's like, I feel bad for you because life is like this. And he throws his hands wide open, and he's like, and your life is like this. And he puts his hands very close together. About, and like, Larry, yeah, like two or three inches apart. Yeah, like he's about to clap, but, but stopped, like, two or three inches, yeah. And Larry's like... <laughs> I he was like I want those hands even closer. He's like put put them closer. He's like make them touch. He's like that's what I want. That's what I <laughs> make, want out of my life. Make them touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like see a Duckstein. Um, that's what I want right there. But so I, if I if there was I don't we don't have many old we haven't been here very long so we don't have many people we haven't seen in three years or however long we've been in Pittsburgh. But if I saw somebody I'd go oh how long are you staying you know, let's do something while we're both in town. I probably would. It makes sense to me, you know, like, oh, we never see each other in Pittsburgh, but we're in the same town. Maybe we can do the same thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on Duckstein's side here, but I understand that it's a 
trite social convention. You know, yeah. it's like just uh, so I, I understand Larry's position, but I just love friendship. I'm on Duckstein's side where I want life to be hands are as far <laughs> apart as possible. That's what I that's where I am. Life is like that's what I want my life to be. But Larry is happy with his hands, uh, the, the life of hands together. Um, so over at Jane's, which is above Joe's Pizza, and I just didn't feel like clicking on each of the 3,700 Joe's Pizza restaurants <laughs> in New York City <laughs> to figure out where this was. You didn't? No. I was like, Joe's Pizza, how many of those could be in New York? Oh, yeah. It's a pretty common name and a pretty common type of restaurant. Uh, now I'm wondering, what is there going to be more of? Joe's Pizza or all of the variations of original Ray's? Ray's, yeah. Ray's Pizza. Original Ray's Pizza. Famous Ray's Pizza. Original Famous Ray's. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was I was unable to. And, and this is where I was like, man, this was a location fail episode for me. There's been three <laughs> exterior shots with a lot of detail in them that I just am not skilled enough to figure out uh, where they were. But uh, at Jane's Place, the soup that Larry picked up at the Japanese restaurant has leaked out of the container and ruined, I guess it's ruined all the food. It, they make it seem like everything's ruined. I'm like, got a little bit of egg drop soup on it. That That's only going to make yeah, everything I, taste better. I wouldn't call that ruined. Yeah, it makes it seem it, like they're like, well, this is for the trash. Like, it, it's, a, it's a little wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little yeah. brothy. I wouldn't consider that ruined, though. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to taste like delicious egg drop soup, which, by the way, is my favorite Asian soup. I, anytime, oh my gosh, do you like a good egg drop soup? I don't think I've ever had it. I don't know why I love it. I don't even know what it's made of. I know there's egg in it, but uh, yeah, and it, it's, it's delicious. Um, but yeah, it makes it seem like, oh, well, can't eat this. And, and like, she'll just dump it right in the trash. Like, yeah, it's just sushi. They got some egg drop soup on it. I, I think it's okay. Um, but they're, you know, they don't know what to do now. And it's okay, Jane says, because she had sushi last night at Yankee Stadium, which was actually surprisingly good. She went with a friend who's kind of connected. And so they had a private box and it was it was pretty good. And Larry inquires a little bit more and finds out that it was Rosie O'Donnell who took her to Yankee Stadium, uh, gave her a great experience there. And Larry is a little bit disheartened, but they are eventually making out on the couch. And Larry must talk, of course, during making out. And he finds out in his inquiry that Rosie did not see Jane's apartment. He's like, what did Rosie think of your apartment? She's like, well, she, she didn't see it. And Larry, th now Larry's in good spirits again. Uh, now he's elated. Uh, so back over at Sushi Mambo, which it's daytime now, so you could see the sign on the side of the restaurant door. It was at 255 Bleecker Street in the West Village. It is now Tacombi Mexican, and that's all I know about it. But uh, Larry is complaining, and he wants an apology for the food being ruined by not securing. He doesn't feel like the, the place secures their to-go orders well enough that like every other restaurant does um and this guy he doesn't even want another order he just wants an apology and so this guy so obviously wants larry out and and i loved this actor's performance by the way this was my favorite character this is my favorite part of the episode in fact just him trying to escort larry from the premises as quickly as possible because he says he's sorry and he even bows and larry's like whoa a bow it's like you hear about him but you never once you're on the receiving end of it like you know he's very impressed and larry is, is satisfied with the apology even after getting the bow 
But I like the guy who's like, all right, just leave. He's like constantly trying to get him to leave. And, and this really cracked me up. It was my favorite part of the episode. Larry and Jeff are, I guess they've joined a baseball team for something called Yari's Autonomics. I don't know. I, I don't know what this is. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I mean, I I had one really big note for this yeah. whole scene. And it was simply, since when does Larry play on organized sports teams? Yeah. What the fuck? And how do you join one after being in New York (laughs) City for like a week? Yeah. And who is Yari? Yes. What is Yari's (laughs) automatics, autonomics? Um, let me i'll tell you i'm just gonna write that down for next week i I probably could do a little bit it looks like there's a new york post article about it so i'm gonna write down yari's but yeah how do you join a sports league that like the the day you land in new york city i did see later on that because rosie o'donnell is there and she turns her back she's got this blue jersey but there's nothing written on the front of it but on the back later on you can see that she is on the um, I, I don't even think they had merged at that point because I saw the famous dog logo. She is, I think, on the on the serious radio team. Is that what it is? Yeah. Let me see when they merged. Serious merger. 2008. Okay, so they had already merged, but I guess they were still using this, the, that dog logo for Sirius and XM uh, before they had, had uh, you know, gotten rid of that. But yeah, so I'm like, was she, she must have had a show on, you know, I seem to, I do seem to remember her having a show on Sirius now that I'm thinking about it um but yeah so she's playing for that corporate team and this so this is obviously some corporate softball league like how jeff and larry got involved with it is never really uh talked about uh but we'll try to figure out more uh next week for a little bit of homework but like i said rosie o'donnell is there and she is uh, you know larry and rosie are, are playing head games with each other about jane Pretty much quite literally, because Rosie does remark at how badly her neck hurts. And Ted, we know that the only reason a lesbian's neck would hurt, the only reason anyone's neck would hurt, but, you know, in this case, Larry knows that uh, there was some kind of lingus. That's and it. So, That's the only you know, reason. They're, they're, the only possible reason. They're, they're both trying to, like, fake each other out and get and get in each other's head about their relationship with Jane and, and how far it has, has progressed. Um, and I... I, I as much as I kind of sounded like I was poking fun at it, I do like the joke that the only way your neck can hurt. I mean, it goes back a long time in the Curb universe. Um, I do like that runner, how it comes up (laughs) so often on the show. (laughs) She is taking Jane to the Tonys. Uh, She's going to be Rosie's date to the Tonys. This was such a great line from Rosie where she goes, "Um, yeah, so I'm going with Jane, me Tarzan, not you. I thought that was so funny. Um, and Larry's like, oh, it's the Tonys. Anybody would go. And then Rosie talks about how much she loves Broadway. She saw a show that was only open for two nights. She uh, she saw chess on Broadway. She knows Cats by heart. Uh, even the British songs, which I didn't even know there were two different versions of Cats. I love Me neither. Cats. Now I want to hear... <laughs> Now I want to hear all of those. And so she's a Broadway fan, and, and Larry's like, how am I going to compete with that to Jeff? Rosie even hits a home run off of Larry, who's pitching, uh, just to you know, just to drive his spirits down even more. I wonder if in-universe Jane went and saw the Cats movie. <laughs> Probably. I think, you, I think you have to if you're that big of a Broadway fan. So back in the apartment, Leon will not let a lesbian beat Larry in a fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> And he has a theory that 
losing this contest will be especially bad because you know Larry has first of all men have penises and we supposedly know how to use them so that you know trumps whatever a lesbian knows about what's going on down there and also we have balls and women have gloves does he mean like the vagina is a glove is that what he's saying I guess yeah and so women are on earth to catch balls in their gloves not other I don't know um it all is is bridging on homophobia a little bit (laughs) tell me why first thing that popped in my head was uh we need a parody of legs by zz top in this episode but instead of legs it's uh jeff singing he's got car (laughs) he knows how to use it yeah um so women are on earth to (laughs) thank you that that's the exact level of reaction that deserved (laughs) Uh, i'm just stuck on this it was it puzzled me so much and but larry is into it he's like hmm interesting theory women are on earth to catch balls and larry in fact wishes he had a daughter who he could impart this misogyny and toxic toxic masculinity onto um, which i think would be doing that daughter a grave disservice yeah um, yeah <laughs> I, i'm i've got friends who don't want to have kids because they're afraid they're gonna fuck them up but larry's the exact opposite yeah the, the great thing about kids by the way if i could go off on that tangent for a second is you're never gonna guess the way that you're gonna fuck them up that's the great thing about having kids <laughs> you're like, you're gonna even, fuck them up yeah. but like that's just part of the journey you'd never be able to predict to predict what it is um <laughs> you know it's gonna be some random core memory from a throwaway thing you said to them at on some weird on some random so, trip or at a, you stopped so, at a gas station some, some person's birthday party yeah it's never gonna be the actual message that the lesson that you sat them down to impart onto them it, it's going to be something <laughs> totally off the wall uh that, that fucks them up uh so you know don't even worry don't even don't even stress about that but leon says that larry does need an upper hand and so he gives him some viagra and larry's like you want me to juice and he's like hey you, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do in this case so over well, at jane hey, hang, hang on because uh larry's like you want yeah. me to juice leon says i want you to win yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So over at Jane's, her world has been rocked by Larry. She can't even walk, I think she says. And she even is going to cancel going to the Tonys just to spend more time with Larry. Uh, and so he's feeling pretty good about himself. So good, in fact, that uh, he's ready for round two. He was about to leave, but, uh, you know, he's he's heading back in there. Or maybe it's round three or four. Who knows? You know, who knows what Larry has done uh, up to this point. So over at the park... Larry witnesses a real apology bow between some Asian <laughs> tourists. And the man tells Larry that when, when he demonstrates the bow that he got, he's like, wow, you went. So this guy apologizes for like knocking an ice, knocking ice cream onto the ground. And he bows like 90 degrees. And Larry's like, wow, that was a real, that was a real bow. I was like, yeah, well, I was really sorry for, for ruining his ice cream. And he's like, I got an apology. And, and he went down like this and he shows the guy and he's like, oh my gosh, that's, that's not even an apology. That He's not sorry at all. <laughs> that was a dismissive bow. In fact, the guy calls it a shit bow. It was insulting. In, fa- it, in fact, no bow would have been better than that bow. Getting no bow with your apology is better than getting the little bow that Larry got. And so Larry is now you know, very upset that he didn't even get a real apology bow from the manager at Sushi Mambo. 
at the softball game, Rosie is suspicious of the situation. Jane, she's like, well, I guess you heard Jane canceled the Tonys on me. And, you know, it, uh, it, it sounds like you're, you're the man now. I, I've known, like, what does she say, four decades of women that you've dated or something like that? Yes, Maybe even yes. Five, whatever. Yeah. And, and now all of a sudden you're in a different city and you're the man and you can go all night and all that. And <laughs> she's like, are you juicing? And Larry's like, he denies it. Yeah, he's like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working out. I changed up my diet. Yeah, he's being healthier. It, it makes a difference. It's all natural. Um, and then he hits a solid home run and even has time to like shrug when uh, before he, uh, you know, trots around the bases to Rosie. He's like, huh? And then he runs around the bases. So now Rosie is where Larry was uh, at the last game uh, in her head about the relationship with Jane. Meanwhile, uh, in a park somewhere else, or maybe the same park, who knows? Duckstein sits down and. Well, he, he tries to make a friend in the park, but the guy who's sitting on the bench that he sits on moves to a new location. And so he's eating lunch alone and he begins choking and collapses. And <laughs> we heard earlier, I think Larry did mention how good he was at the Heimlich maneuver. Was that when he met Jane, like right in the first scene? Yeah. I want to say that. Yeah, I, I think it was. Um, and so Larry and Jeff are then walking Oh, man, I was able to, to pinpoint this location as well. I could tell they were on the High Line, which is, of course, that old subway line that they turned into a walkable park, which I didn't realize how long. It goes all the way from, like, downtown all the way to Midtown. It's pretty crazy. Maybe even oh, past damn. Midtown. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy how long the High Line was. I did not know that. Um, but they are. They happen to be on the west side at 10th Avenue. So I was able to see the 10th Avenue sign. I was able to see that it was like a triangle sort of merging intersection. And I was able to see... An old mobile oil change location. You got a lot of detail out of this frame. A lot of detail. And so I could tell they were at 10th Avenue and 14th Avenue, I think in the Chelsea neighborhood. And that mobile oil change is now a Rivian dealership, which I think is how you say that electric car manufacturer. Yeah, I'm not totally sure. Either either that or Rivion, but that sounds sounds a lot like Evian, and I don't think it would be that. Drinking Evian in my Rivian. Oh, someone's got to have that. Yeah, someone's got to have that song. (laughs) That's Drake level rapping, I think. (laughs) Take take that comment for what you will. Um, Drinking Evian in my Rivian. Call up a bitch, but now she gone. Uh, oh yeah it's always got to go he's always it's, al- it's always got to be sad with drake absolutely you got to be misogynistic and sad to be drake well it's here that jeff tells larry that duck is in the hospital duckstein's in the hospital and larry could have helped he's like wow you know how good i am at the heimlich maneuver if i had actually had lunch with him i, I could have helped but he switches the subject to talking about how good things are going with jane in fact they're going to cooperstown to the baseball hall of fame together and he's psyched because he beat Rosie. He has won the battle for Jane's affection. <laughs> Back over at Sushi Mambo, Larry is picking up some to go, and the manager is properly securing the yeah, order. Yeah, he's, he's putting a lot of effort into it, too. Oh, yeah, there's staples and tape, and the, the soup is even all <laughs> taped up. Larry can hold it upside down. He's like, that's the test. Can I hold it upside down? Nothing's leaking. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and so Larry is pleased with that, but he's like, you know, I, I got to bring up. I was in the park and I saw, you know, a real apology bow. And so I asked this guy about it and he said that you gave me a shit bow. He's like, he used those words, shit bow. And he's like, a bow is a bow. I gave you a bow. This guy didn't know what he was talking about. But Larry's like, I'm going to do some research and report back. 
And this guy's lying to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, do some research. Wikipedia. That was so God damn it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, um, this was really this, good. This actor I just loved. It was, he, he was, was so he was good in part. this, in, in these scenes. Yeah. yeah. It, like from, from trying to shoo Larry out of the restaurant to, yes. to now he's like, and uh, but maybe while you're on the internet, you, you know, you can look up other restaurants in the area. <laughs> there are plenty of restaurants in this. Yeah, in this God damn. Yeah. Yeah, we do not want your business. Yeah, nobody has played exasperated with Larry quite like this guy, and it, and it was and it, it was a delight. Um, and then he gives him like a, a super deeper bow. He's like, "Here you go. Here's a bow. <laughs> I need to rebow for you. There we go." Uh, so in Larry's apartment, Leon is out of Viagra. He doesn't have any, and Uh-oh. so yeah, he and Larry's like out of luck for his you know weekend away or whatever's going on. Um, however, his trip to Cooperstown anyway. And so he sends Larry to Washington Square Park, which I guess after dark is like an open air drug market. Like- I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you'd, you'd think so. According to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Larry sees this old man sitting on a bench with a woman fawning all over him and knows that's the guy that's got Viagra. So he does a little deal with him for <laughs> two pills. He's got two Viagra pills. And so in Cooperstown, which it looks like Larry and Jane took a Greyhound? Yeah. Right. Larry's got his Prius now. He's got his and I'm, Prius. And I'm sure Jane probably has a way to get around, too. He's got a billion dollars. He could he could get a Lincoln Town Car or something to drive them the entire way <laughs> in comfort. He could get a limo or something. Like, and they, they took a Greyhound? No, I, I don't know how yeah. far of a trip it is. From New York City to Cooperstown, but I can guarantee you, if you take a Greyhound, it's a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You think about how many you have to stop. Um, in fact, let me let's do the math right now. You Coopers- stop in every fall, like every small fucking town. Yeah, yeah. Those those like commuter lines essentially are you know yeah you're you're gonna stop a ton. They're not express. Um, so let me see. The so it's seven hours from where I'm sitting right now. So now let me look at <laughs> it is Manhattan. okay. It is a three hour and forty six minute car ride. If you're looking at transit, yeah, uh, it's not even available. I know. I saw that. It was like can't seem to find a way there. I, I'm, I'm guessing that's like by train then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Although I thought it was. I thought they covered buses too, but maybe they don't do like Greyhounds and stuff like that. Uh, so so one hundred ninety two miles uh, on the on the quickest route. So. If it's I mean, three, insane. if it's three hours and forty six minutes, the only frame of reference I have for a greyhound is I know that it takes twelve hours to get from Pittsburgh to Erie. You are kidding me? No, I am that not is, kidding you. Oh my gosh! I, I know that because uh, the down voter will occasionally take a greyhound uh, to Pittsburgh to go hang out with friends for a weekend, and he's like, "Yeah, it stops everywhere. Stops in like." Fucking oh cranberry stops in Butler, stops in what? Uh, stops in uh, Slippery Rock, stops in. That's unbelievable! Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's wow. nuts. Yeah, I mean, it, we just don't have the long distance infrastructure. I was looking at. Um, I was like, you know, it would be cool to take a train, maybe if we want to go back to New York City or something, or 
uh, even you know take a train home for Christmas. Like that'd be cool. Like there's it doesn't leave at any good time. No, and it's just as expensive as flying, but takes three times as long as flying, and like <laughs> double the, what it takes to drive. Basically, like it's ins- like oh yeah, this is a twenty six hour trip. It's like what. And, and oh yeah, it'll only cost you a thousand dollars for your family. Like, what? Why yeah. in the world you, would I do you'd that? You think for how inconvenient it is to take a train, it would be a fifth of the price. Yes, yes, that's like exactly- it's it's as much as flying. Yeah, if it was like, hey, we'll we'll take a you know we'll just go overnight. You get to the train station at nine, and you go, and then we'll we'll sleep. We'll get a room car, and we'll we'll sleep in the room car, and then. And then you'll you know, wake up in New York we'll City. Wake up, we'll wake up in New York City or we'll wake up at our parents, you know, where our parents can pick us up. Um, and it's $100 a person. Like, nope, that's not that's not, that's not how it works. What you're going to pay. Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you're going to pay premium prices for the right to take a 27-hour trip. What would take you six to do by car? It's insane. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, I, I wish it wasn't like that because I'd much rather, you know, take advantage of, of public transportation uh, but oh well. <laughs> so I can't believe that Larry, a, a verified rich man, took a Greyhound bus. It even looks like when they get off in Cooperstown that they just got off a bus. I'm like, what in the world? Yeah. Why? Um, so they do show up in Cooperstown, and Larry uh, accidentally gives Jane, as she's climbing up the steps, a flat tire. He steps on the back of her shoe, and it kind of comes off. And he gives her an apology bow. But when he does that, what do you know? One of the Viagra pills comes flying out of his shirt pocket, which oh. is a great place to secure it. Oh, man. Where were they going to fuck on this trip? Were they <laughs> in, on the bus or in the Hall of Fame? Are they staying overnight and taking a bus back? The fact that they're taking a bus makes me think like, <laughs> oh, this is a day trip. Yeah. But- is, is there, per chance, an exhibit in the... Baseball Hall of Fame for uh, what, what was what was his name the uh, for Harry Carey where they have like a mock broadcast booth. Yeah, where you can get some privacy. Exactly. Yeah, I, were, they, I were they gonna were they gonna fuck on top of a wax statue of Harry Carey? They don't have bags with them that I saw. No, I mean, so where? Why did he need to bring it to Cooperstown? I mean. Maybe the Greyhound bus. Maybe it was on the Greyhound that he was going to give her the ride of her life. <laughs> Again, um, it, it's very and w- so why he needed it to be available in his shirt pocket, like he needs that pill immediately. Like it needs to be ready at a moment's notice. <laughs> like uh, this, I have this no is idea. The same logic of like every sixteen-year-old boy carrying a condom in their wallet. Yeah, exactly. Because you you just never know when it's going to happen. Yeah, and, and she needs it right now. He's like, all right, hang on. Luckily, I've got it right here, in my, right here in my shirt pocket. Jane gets to it first and picks it up, and she's like, you're juicing? And he's like, no, no. I, it, I, this, I got to admit, was really well written. Like all of the – like the comparisons to steroids I thought was very funny, but it really yeah. – pardon the pun, but it comes to a head in this scene really well. Comes and he's like, no, no. And comes from a head. <laughs> and he's like, no, that was all me. I just It's just for recovery time. <laughs> and, um, and what is that? Oh, yeah, he's like, I, I have skills. I have skills. This just, you know, is for, you know, the recovery time. And everyone does it. I'm just leveling the playing field. And she turns around and starts going. And he's like, what? What about the Hall of Fame? And she goes, you're not getting in. The, does she bow? At the, oh, no, he bows. He starts he bows. bowing He again. bows over yeah. and over I'm again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, bowing over and over again. But I like, you know, the, what about the Hall of Fame? 
you're not getting in because you were juicing. <laughs> um, and so back at the uh, over at the hospital, Larry is uh, hanging out and you know saying you know that he's sorry he wasn't there to save Duck when he was choking Duckstein. Uh, but hey, it's lunchtime at the hospital now, and what do you know? Larry's here, so we're having lunch after all. Why don't you bring a lunch for my friend here? And so um, Duckstein thinks this is the beginning of his friendship with Larry, and that is when Frolic starts to play, and that is the end of the episode. Oh my god. All yeah. right. What do you like what do we got for homework this week? Uh Yari's Autonomics. What what the hell is that? <laughs> and why were they playing the Sirius XM corporate softball team? And I, uh, why do they have I, softball teams anyway? I really want to look up and see if I can find one of these Sirius XM baseball jerseys. Ooh, yeah. That'd be I think that'd be really, really yeah, fun deep cut merch. There. By the way, I think the last two scenes should have been flip-flopped. I was all ready for Frolic to start to play. It's just such a better line. You're not getting in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Boop, 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 boop. You know, like the, the scene with Duck was not funny enough to be the closer. No. It wasn't funny at all. Duck, Duck scene is just annoying. And to see Larry like, burr, burr, like uh, here's, a, <laughs> here's a soggy old hospital carrot. And like it just like... But it, it, I guess it would have been... In, where would I put that scene? I would put that scene, I guess, after... You could have put it uh, before after Sushi Mambo, maybe? But uh, we don't even know where he's taking that order after Sushi Mambo. But, yeah, I, I think you could have put it maybe after... When, where were Larry and and Jeff talking about the... Uh, where was the Highline scene? Um, oh, yeah, so it was... Yeah, you probably could have put it right after that. I don't know. It just wasn't. It just wasn't needed. Maybe you don't even need it at all. I don't think you need unless, it unless unless Duckstein's in this next episode. But it was just like it was like, <laughs> haha, you're not getting in. Oh, there's another minute and a half of not funniness. <laughs> like, okay, it really, it really, um, really bummed me out. <laughs> all right, what are we gonna do for cover art this week? What do you like? Oh boy, you know maybe the 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 manager of the sushi restaurant half. The, the half bow apology the, to Larry, the, maybe? His, his shit bow? Yeah, his shit bow, yeah. <laughs> shit bow. The shit bow would have been a great name for this episode, by the way. It really would have. I wonder <laughs> if I wonder if HBO has got rules like, look, you can do whatever in the episode, but we still have to print this in TV Guide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there probably is something like that. But I wouldn't put it past HBO to go, no, that's, that's the name of the episode. You censor it if you want to on, exactly. the, on the cable guide or whatever. <laughs> the shit um, bow. Well, for for uh, for HBO, they they have Larry and Rosie at the baseball game, which is not bad. That's not bad. Even Larry and Rosie at the art gallery would be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a good shot of them when they first get together. There's even probably a two shot of them. Uh, I like that too. Yeah. Uh, is there a scene? There's not a scene with all three of them. Interestingly enough, Jane and Rosie no. and Larry are never in the in the same scene. I wish, um, but no. Yeah. Any anything like that? I'm good with all that. All right, I'll, uh, I'll make something work. Let's see what we can do about this week's description. So we had, Larry competes with Rosie O'Donnell for the same woman, comma, explores the nuances of Japanese bows, comma, and refuses lunch with an L.A. acquaintance. What, what do you think? Do we need um, the last one? No. Drop it. Drop it. And uh, get rid of the commas. Competes with Rosie O'Donnell for the same woman and explores the nuances of Japanese bows. I feel like that's, you know... Uh, ab- not absurd enough, but I feel like that's obscure enough. Yeah. And uh, it-, it leaves a lot more to the imagination. I mean, you could make the argument that you can get rid of Japanese bows too. 
but I don't want to. But you could make that argument that it's like the episode is really all about Jane. I mean, I guess that is a B storyline that doesn't have anything to do with Jane. So yeah, I guess you do need to keep it, but but you could make the argument that you don't need it. But I want I'm not going to make that argument, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do it. Don't make that <laughs> argument. <laughs> oh, um okay, this is a perfect time for it because you know, we don't have a hard out like we have been. We're not in a hurry in the morning, you know, it's not, it hasn't gone. I mean, it's go, we, we're going long as we normally do, but it this won't take up too much time, but I've been teasing it for a few weeks now, but when I was talking to my neighbor John J Con Lord Dog, J Dord, J Dog, J Dord Con Lord it's one of uh, those. It's one of those. He gave me this great idea. He was like, you guys should use chat GPT to try to come up with the new synopsis for the episode. And oh I was like, that's God. hilarious. Because sometimes we really struggle and we should turn to AI. And so I have done that. Here is the prompt that I'm giving wow. chat GPT. Okay. Write a brief summary of the seventh episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 8. Quote, the bisexual. So I'm going to plug it in here and we'll see what chat GPT comes up with. I'm sure it'll be five paragraphs because that's my my experience (laughs) with chat GPT. Oh, you need a brief description? Okay, here's a novel. (laughs) In season eight, episode seven of Curb Your Enthusiasm titled The Bisexual, Larry David finds himself in a tricky situation when he become, becomes friends with a bisexual woman. Misunderstandings and awkward encounters arise as Larry <laughs> tries to navigate the complexities of her relationships. Meanwhile, what the? Meanwhile, Jeff and Susie's marital issues escalate, leading to further chaos. The episode <laughs> is filled with Larry's signature brand of social awkwardness and humorous predicaments. <laughs> no, okay, humorous predicaments. And what was the middle line? The first one that I da- that I guffawed at. <laughs> Larry finds himself in a tricky situation. Is that what uh, you mean? Uh, la- uh, Larry oh, finds oh, him- um, misunderstandings and awkward encounters. Misunderstandings <laughs> and awkward encounters. That's that's better than uh. What did we do in Seinfeld? Hilar- er, antics Hilarity antics ensue. Yeah. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, hilarity ensues when Jerry and the gang. Blah blah blah. Jerry and the gang. Uh, God damn. So that's not what the episode is about at all. It plugs no, Jeff and Susie. No, it's not. There. I like this bit, though. I like this a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Hopefully, well, I'll have time to do it at the end of every episode. So I, I tried this once before. I kind of had an inkling of how horrible it would be because I did it for the last episode, but we didn't have time for it. But here's what I wrote. Here's what, I, what it said for. Write a brief summary of Season 8 Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, The Hero. In the season eight episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm titled The Hero, Larry becomes entangled in a series of comedic mishaps. So there we go. That's great. After he intervenes in a shoplifting incident, his good deed inadvertently leads. It's like making something up. His good deed inadvertently leads to a misunderstanding with a TV producer, causing Larry to be mistaken for a hero. As a result, he struggles to live up to his newfound reputation, leading to a series of hilarious and awkward encounters. What the, the episode, fuck? The episode explores Larry's usual brand of social faux pas <laughs> and the comedic consequences that follow. There it fucking is. So, oh my God. This information was available to it when they plugged everything into chat GPT, but it's not using. It, it has no idea what's going on. I, I don't know why it's just making shit up about these episodes, but we might have to make this a, um, you know, a regular thing and come up with a name that credits J-Dog Conlord appropriately. I'm trying to think of what we can, what we can do. We'll, we'll think of something for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I like this. I like this bit a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Tim, did you like this episode? Uh, the 
this one was average for me. I, I'd, I'd say just because we just because I have my bell curve episode, it was maybe even a little below average. I mean, okay. I, it it seemed you know I, I loved the Juicin storyline. I loved the the interactions between Larry and the sushi mambo manager, but it was maybe even just a little too witty for me and not funny enough you know it, it, it had a just enough i like to laugh out loud during these episodes and this had enough of those instances where i go that's funny <laughs> oh, oh that's funny i get what they were doing that's <laughs> that's funny um so I'm, I'm i'm just gonna say this was just on the other side of average okay uh, yeah what about you i uh i i'm doing that but in the other direction so ah. i'm gonna give it a full star but damn it is not topping Palestinian chicken yet. I don't know what will. I, I don't. Th- yeah. I don't. Yeah. I. <laughs> I don't have my notes for episode four um, because that was the episode that I watched while driving. Right. Uh, so I, I can't remember um, what I gave that. Um, if uh, if anyone is listening wants to comment not- on this episode on Patreon, um, that please wasn't do so. Palestinian chicken. No, but Palestinian was, Chicken oh, was episode three. Oh, four was the smiley face. The smiley which was my face. Average episode, yeah. Okay. That was my bell curve um, episode. Yeah, I don't remember what I gave the smiley face, and I don't mm-hmm. have record of it. So if you are interested in doing so, please comment <laughs> on this episode and uh, tell me what tell I me. ranked it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm giving the bisexual a star for now. Well, not, not you know, for now, but. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a star, but it's probably going to be. Middle of pack. Yeah, we are. We're, season's over. We're deviating a lot this episode. I mean, we used to be kind of right on the same page as one another, but I mean, my, you know, obviously we both love Palestinian chicken, but you know, the the other one that I've given top tier series status to, you were like, yeah, that's a star low for me, and this one where I'm like, yeah, it was which it was one was on that? The, that was um, the Vow of Silence. Oh, that's I was right. Like, this is the most fun I've had watching an episode. <laughs> Since these other two, so I gotta put it on the you know in the pantheon. But um, but and and this one is uh the 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 same thing where I'm like ah, I was below just below average, and you're like full star. <laughs> so I can't wait to see what our top three ends up being at the end. Maybe we'll yeah. converge. You Maybe. know, we, it'll we it'll it'll average out to be about the same thing still. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, next week we have got season eight, episode eight. Car Periscope, original air date, August 28th, 2011. And if you're looking at TV Guide that night, you're going to see Larry and Jeff weigh an investment opportunity and Wanda Sykes preempts Larry's training schedule. Training? Yeah, like, training. I don't know, I don't know either. I, I, don't, I have no idea either. And she preempts it? She preempts Larry's <laughs> training schedule, yes. It's so odd to hear preempts outside of sports running over the simpsons like we're, <laughs> we're preempting the simpsons tonight but it'll start right after the game so yeah outside of tv i don't know what that could mean how wanda preempts his training what he's training for uh i do know that car periscope is something that has come up on the show already i forget when larry it might have just been one of those random conversations when he's like annoying somebody in the car but I remember him saying he wishes his car had a periscope so he could look over all the other cars and see what was causing any traffic delays. Uh, so maybe we'll get... I, I seem to remember that that maybe that prototype comes to fruition. Um, you know, not to spoil anything, but we'll see if I remember that correctly. So is that it? Yeah, I think that is it. All right. For No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell. Be good! Be good!